We're going to end the show by talking Formula One. We couldn't get to it um, last night because of time and celebrating Banyana Banyana. Oh, and the president had to come and speak at eight just before our show. So we, we spoke to F1 journalist expert Chris Medland. Travels, tours, every single race is there live. And I began by asking him after the French Grand Prix with Verstappen leading by 63 points, 10 races to go. Can he be caught now? I'm not sure if it's quite curtains, but it's getting close. Um, I get a little bit almost frustrated with the potential within Ferrari and within Charles Leclerc and then the kind of unfulfilled potential when they miss out on opportunities. But it is there, that potential. I mean, Leclerc is incredibly fast, massively talented, and the Ferrari is a very, very strong car this year. But it's just whether they can consistently put the results together, and that's what they're going to need to do from now on. They're going to need to be almost perfect for the final 10 races to really put the pressure on Red Bull, but they can do that. They should be strong and hungry next weekend, and if they can get get a win there and just start to creep back towards uh, Max Verstappen, then who knows what will happen after the summer break. Yeah, and what do you put all these errors down to, Chris? Is it experience starting to show maybe Red Bull has been in this position before Ferrari hasn't challenged for honours in years because we've seen engine failures, strategy errors, and, and recently what happened with, the, with, with Charles? Yeah, I think it's a combination of both, actually, because... If you think Ferrari have come from a long way back over the last few years, they have been um, quite a long way off the pace with their car performance. So Leclerc hasn't been used to fighting for wins. Uh, He certainly hasn't been able to challenge for a championship so far in his uh, short career because of the car he's had. So that's a new experience for him. But Ferrari as well have made a big step forward this year. And it's almost asking too much to expect that to be into a position to dominate or to always execute perfectly. So they're sort of learning on the job again. Uh, as you say, it's been a while since operationally as a team they've done that. And they are against a Red Bull that's kind of buoyed by the way last season finished and that they got a championship under their belts. They you know, have been a well-constructed team in the sense of winning titles as they used to do before the Mercedes period of dominance. So it, it's a strong team that they're up against and Ferrari can't afford any slip-ups because Red Bull have shown that they will take full advantage. Now, the first few races, Red Bull didn't do that. Red Bull did have some problems of their own. But I think that's where maybe the difference has been so far this year has been Red Bull then ironing out those issues and making sure that they are consistently scoring big points. So if Ferrari had done the same um, after their sort of one or two failures, then we'd have a much closer championship. But it's just taking Ferrari that little bit longer to solve those issues. That puts the clerk on the back foot. Then he has to try that bit harder to get results and then he might overdrive and make the odd mistake. Is that what happened on, on, on Sunday? Was it his, his own mistake now, not a team error? Yes, it was. It was his own mistake. I mean... He had a, a, what was at the time a comfortable lead because of the pit stops, but he was looking in really good shape to win that race. If anything, the pressure had just been released slightly by Verstappen having to pit earlier. It was going to put Ferrari in a strong position. Uh, and I think he was just pushing that bit too hard on tyres that were starting to wear. And it's, I wouldn't say it's unlike Leclerc. He, he used to make a lot of mistakes or more mistakes than he perhaps should, um, but he was you know, sort of young and inexperienced. And then at the start of this year, it was very impressive the way he stopped doing that because he said, now I've got a car that can win races. I don't need to overdrive it. But I think because he's out behind in the championship, he's, he started to overdrive again. And Austria, he didn't. Austria, he was perfect. But then he went to France and knew how important it was for him to keep Verstappen behind. And I think that led to, to a mistake that was all of his own making, which he admitted himself after the race and took, took full responsibility. So he's pointed out to this and the mistake he made at Imola as costing him 32 points himself. And he says, if I lose the title by 32 points or less, then it's all on me.
There was also an incident, though, with Carlos Sainz being told to come in while he was overtaking. I had Nico Rosberg after the racing. People must be fired at, at Ferrari. Is it that serious now? No, I wouldn't say it is. I think one thing we've got to remember, it's, it's always a bit tricky, but the way the radio messages are played out, they're never instant. They're never live radio messages. So they've normally been given to the driver a little bit earlier. So I'm not sure exactly at which point in the lap uh, Sainz would have had that message. But I think he probably had it when he was on the straight, on the back straight and closing in on Perez. And that's why he said not now, because he suddenly realized, I'm going to have a chance to overtake him here. Mm. So it won't have been quite as badly timed as it seemed on the TV broadcast. What was interesting then was the fact that they still made the pit stop a lap later after getting ahead of Perez. But because uh, Science was on a medium tire compared to the hards for everyone else, it was going to be tough for him to make the end of that race. It certainly was going to be very tough for him to pull five seconds clear of Perez and Russell. So without... Because he had a five-second time penalty. So because uh, he needed to pull out that extra gap, there's every chance he was going to slip back to fifth anyway. Um, maybe even worse if he had a failure on the tyre. So I actually don't think that was the worst call from Ferrari to go, look, we might have just overtaken him, but we're still at risk of not finishing in such a high position. So we need to make a pit stop, see how far through the field we can get. And in a sense, if he was going to be classified fifth originally uh, because of his tyres going off, and what they did is gain an extra point because the fresh tyres meant Carlos could get the fastest lap. So I think that was kind of a, a conservative call from Ferrari, but I don't actually think it was the worst one. Okay, those are some of the views of Chris Medland, F1 journalist who travels, goes around for the whole circus. Um, okay, it's not a circus. Goes, <laughs> goes around for the whole, um, every single F1 race he is there. Even now, he's making his way to Hungary and he was speaking to us from uh, the French Grand Prix, which he had covered uh, this past weekend. And do follow him on social media, Chris Medland, F1 Insider of note today he knows everything that's going on he'll probably tell us what's happening with south africa's formula one race uh, that is supposed to happen next year he'll probably give us some um some some uh, latest info there but we're gonna have to leave it there i see somebody has gotten in touch with us offering offering i would like to i would like to give the entire winning team an exclusive pumper session at and they mentioned the company's name. I'm talking facials. I'm talking hair treatments. Okay, that's nice. Thank you for that. But we're going to take it to the team. We'll send your offer to the Banyana Banyana team. Uh, but thank you for getting in touch with us. We hope that there are more of these uh, that come their way there. We couldn't get to Bambanani because of her voice. We couldn't get to Hilda also. But we did speak to her mother yesterday. And by the way, I was told today by uh, Brakeni from Tax uh, a story about Hilda Machaya, how she used to live in a shack when she got an opportunity to go play at Tax because she wanted to be close to tax and she rented a shack basically and she was living there for a while and look at her now champion of africa and we're gonna have to leave it here though it uh, look at the time it's eight o'clock it's time for news coquetso up next with matters of what's today oh no it can't be it's tuesday so it must be the other guy song yes